Blog Talk Radio. This is the Naked Talk with Alex Okoji. It's all about straight talk with some of the biggest global icons, leaders, entertainers, motivational speakers, authors, life coaches, relationship experts, social advocates, and extraordinary friends as they strip themselves their experiences, and share their unfiltered thoughts about life issues. I believe in stripping the lies and empowering the mind through the freedom of expression. I'm unapologetic about being open, so I motivate my guests to tell it like it is, and help my listeners build a presence of mind while finding their voice. So it's all about the best in authentic conversations, with real people about real life experiences. So let's keep it unfiltered, unscripted, uncensored, and uncut. You're welcome to today's episode. Wednesday, and I'm very excited to be back here on the Naked Talk with Alex Akurji. And yes, my name is Alex Akurji, and I am broadcasting live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. Yay! So, what's going on, people? How's your you know, how's your week been? You know, um, have you been having a good week so far? Well, I'm very, very, very excited to you know just be back here, and I cannot wait to speak to my very, very special guest on the show today, and yes, she's joining us live all the way from the U.S., and, uh, you know, I was saying, you know, uh, you know, who, who, who really says uh, living your authentic best is rocket science? Well, I know that there are lots of you who care about, you know, spaceships and jet fighters and mystery and all of that. Well, today's show is definitely dedicated to you, and I cannot wait to join my guest all the way to talk about so much mystery, yay! But you know what? Just before we get into today's conversation, uh, last week 
on the Naked Talk, we had an amazing, really, really amazing show. Um, on Talk Wednesday, I had um, a very special guest, um, Elliot Kaz, live all the way from Toronto in Canada. And yes, he's an international best-selling author and speaker. And Elliot was here, and we talked about being being a strong man the woman wants. And it was a very, very interesting conversation. And we had guests calling, you know, we had listeners calling to the show, and um, Misty Solution called in, and he had his own perspective, um, you know, about men and women and finding balance between the gender and all of that. And that was, you know, really random and very, very interesting. And you know how this show is. This show is really unscripted, and it's intense, and it's really about authentic conversations. And, yeah, that's why it's the hub, you know, for real authentic conversations. And what is amazing about this show is that just a Q&A, not just an interview. It's a conversation. And, of course, the conversations come thoughts, views, opinions, perspectives, and lots of expression, you know, and we keep it real. Yes, we do not apologize, you know, for how we feel or what we're thinking, um, empowering ourselves and transforming our lives. So, yes, guys, you know, it was a pretty interesting conversation with Elliot Kaz, you know, live all the way from Canada. And, of course, on Friday Radio Special, we had another very special guest. We had here on the show the ambassador for happiness, uh, Mara Sweeney. And Mara was live here on the show all the way from Florida. And, you know, it was really great to have it was just two different energies, really. Um, and that, you know, the conversation with, um, with Mara uh, was pretty interesting. And, you know, she did share lots of wisdom and insight on how we can, you know, just check, you know, the, the satisfaction we have in our lives and how we can invite happiness and how we can, you know, the things that we need to give up, basically, to, um, you know, welcome back happiness and be the happy zone. And she shared lots of, you know, great resources, and it was such a great conversation and so much to take away, very illuminating and enlightening. And, yeah, so, you know, it was a pretty interesting week last week. Now, if you missed the live conversation, if you missed the show live, don't forget that you can always catch the archive show. Yeah, it's available 24-7 here on the radio channel at Block Talk Radio, or you can listen and catch our show on any of our syndicated radio networks. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yes, we're syndicating on Stitcher. We're syndicating on iTunes and Tuning Radio. And, of course, you can catch the podcast updates on my blog, Alexandra and Hanegat Thoughts as well. So, you have no reason whatsoever to miss any show. And you know, all conversations are so different and so empowering and so, 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 so enlightening. So, guys, uh, well, uh, if you'd like to, you know, sponsor an episode or, you know, a live show of The Naked Talk, don't forget that you can reach out to us. Just send us an email at thenakedtalk.gmail.com or go to my official website at www.alexgurgy.me and click on radio. And you can find out, you know, more information on how you can sponsor an episode and probably, you know, share your promote your brand to over 10,000 plus listeners around the world. Yes. But, hey. Guess what? You can also become a VIP patron. Now, for you to become uh, a VIP star patron, you can also go to my official website and click on Patron and find out what it takes for you to become a VIP patron and all the amazing rewards we have for our special VIPs. Yay! So, guys, don't forget to reach out to us. Now, today's episode is brought to you by our other good friends at Evolution Magazine. Now, Evolution Magazine is all about bringing to you the hair side of life. And, of course, giving your hair a voice. And you can find them at www.evolutionmagazine.com. 
And, of course, you know, we're also shouting out to our friends at QTB Entertainment and Events. QTB is all about the best quality A-class entertainment and event production, and you can find them at www.qtbevents.com. And let's not forget our very good friends at Vinci Naturals, and Vinci Naturals is all about the best quality handmade beauty products made from the finest natural fruits and organic oils right here in Africa with love, with so much love. And, of course, we have giveaways for our listeners. So, yes, if you are one of our first three colleagues on the show today, you're definitely going to get um, a chocolate handmade soap or uh, a carrot handmade soap or a Maria handmade soap. So uh, don't forget to stick around with us. And, yes, you can call in and be part of the live conversation with my very special guest if you have questions for for her or for me or you have contributions or you just want to join the conversation, well, feel free. Um, it's interactive, so don't forget that. Now, um, yes, you got me a copy of my new book, The Naked Truth, Life's Truth. Now, don't forget, this book is a book that offers wisdom to those who are struggling or perhaps have you know, struggled with accepting the truth about who they really are, what love really is, um, you know, just, re, you know, reality and reinvention itself. And, of course, you can find this book at my official website. Go to www.alexsecurity.me and make sure to click on book, uh, and you can get a copy of this book. Or you can go to any of your favorite online retail bookstores. You can go to um, Amazon, Bands and Nobles, iBooks, or wherever else you know you feel comfortable shopping for your favorite books. So, again, guys, uh, it's the Naked Talk today, and, of course, we're – Definitely going to be chatting about the interstellar mystery with my very, very special guest. Now, well, you know, a lot of people, or very, sorry, very few people really, can claim the background of my very special guest. Now, she's a veteran of more than 20 years in civilian space programs, as well as various military space defense programs. Now, she has also worked on numerous space shuttle flights, oh, flights, sorry, and the International Space Station, and counts the training of astronauts on her resume. Now, her space experience also includes space lab and ISS operations, variable star astrophysics, mission, oh, geophysics, radiation physics, nuclear, biological, and chemical weapons effects. Now, Stephanie holds a graduate and undergraduate degree oh, sorry, degrees, in actually four sciences, astronomy, physics, chemistry, and mathematics. Oh, my God, I'm totally just, you know, I'm totally, like, dizzy from all her um, achievements. And then, you know, now she's learned in geology and anatomy and also, you know, but I don't want to tell you all of these things because I totally don't want to take it out, you know, take it all out of the bag. Uh, you know, that's a bit much. Why do I need to take it out of the bag when I have my green you know, very special guest? No, I'm so excited to have my guest. Um, she's a rocket scientist and a prolific novelist. Uh, yes, what I call a, a best-selling author, uh, science fiction author. And I am so, so, so honored to have the very, very amazing Stephanie Osborne live all the way from the U.S. right here on the show. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Alex. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to have you here on the show. You know what, Stephanie? I was I was very dizzy just from trying to read all your accolades. Like you've achieved so so much, 
Um, I mean, and I was like, oh my God, no way, I can't do this, you know. And, and the amazing thing about this show is that this show is really unscripted. So you know, trying to real, and I do want to kind of take it out of the, you know, out of the back because we're definitely going to have a really interesting conversation. Now I know that you're, you know, you're all the way in the U.S. Um, what is the weather like where you are? Well, uh, right now um, I'm in Huntsville, Alabama, and it's actually quite okay. cold, and it's been snowing. <laughs> so it's oh, it's wow. it's, it's the southern U.S., but we've been getting snow, snow flurries. Oh wow, um, I, you know, and this is just this is really random, but I know that you have you know you have a show, um, you have a podcast, um, the Osborn Weather. Um, you, you have the Osborn Weather, you know, podcast that you do. So I was just yes, to you know tell us a little bit. You know, just give us a little snip of what the weather is like right now. Oh uh, well, it's see, it's it's actually the Osborne Cosmic Weather Report. So okay, I look weather. At, okay. Yeah, I, I look at solar and space weather. So okay. right now, all right, you want to know what what's going on right now? Um, hang on a minute, and I'll yes, take yes, a quick yes. look. We've got uh, okay. we've got about about five sunspot groups on the uh, near side of the sun. Uh, we've been passing through mm-hmm. the enhanced solar wind stream from coronal holes, so that has produced some unsettled activity in the geomagnetic field, uh, resulting in some rather pretty auroras in uh, high latitude areas. Um, and let's see, on the far side of the sun, we actually have about three more sunspot groups with a fourth developing. And uh, we uh, we are actually experiencing very low levels of activity, however. So uh, if unless you live um, fairly at fairly high latitudes, uh, Canada, extreme northern uh, Europe, uh, maybe Tasmania, etc., uh, you're not going to see a whole lot in the way of auroral activity anytime soon. <laughs> No, I don't. Thank goodness. Yeah, I was like, okay, I was trying to just totally internalize everything that you were saying, and it is really amazing that you do um, this. Now, I know that, um, you know, I know you are, you know, you have this, you're a novelist, you're an author, and you're um, a rocket scientist. You have this, you have years of experience. But, you know, for the sake of those who are listening from around the world, especially here in Africa and in Nigeria, and, and I know that a lot of people have, you know, an impression or an opinion of who they think Stephanie Austin really is. But, you know, if I were to ask you, you know, how would you describe yourself? Who would you really say Stephanie is? Oh, um, Stephanie is uh, a country girl. Uh, I, was, I was raised in uh, rural Tennessee, and uh i always dreamed of uh of going into space i always dreamed of working in the space program <laughs> even being an astronaut so you know it's kind of wide open spaces is kind of my thing i guess um i i never got to go up myself uh because of some uh, medical issues that would have washed me out of the program but i was able to assist others in doing it so that's it's it's cool. I I am very pleased. I would not, I would not go back and change anything. 
Oh, wow. Amazing. Very amazing. And, you know, you, I mean, you make it sound so, you know, you make it sound so easy and so simple. And, you know, your very much is really about, you know, just um, how you um, express who you really are. But the truth is you you have um, a pretty colorful and distinct rocket scientist. Can you take us <laughs> just a little, can you take the listeners, can you take the listeners back, you know, just, you know, on a mental journey as to, you know, how that really started for you. Oh, wow. Um, well, to do that, I'd have to give away my age. Uh, but um, actually, <laughs> um, actually, um, I, I remember, I'm just barely old enough to remember the Apollo 1 fire. And um, mm. I, 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 I was... Oh, I was kind of a pre- precocious, even as as a very small child, and I grasped what happened on 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 some level. It was it was kind of a childish level, but I fully understood mm-hmm. that three men died, and I thought, wow. "Wow, this was this must have been important if they were willing to risk dying for it." And so I got very mm. interested in it. And at the same time, I w- there there were several um, prominent science fiction programs on television, most notably Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking mm-hmm. and I'm seeing the real the real life thing, and then I'm seeing where it could maybe go in the in the future. So I'm, I'm watching mm. these two things, and I'm thinking, I want to help get from one to the other. And you know, we little kid here, okay, little kid here. Um, but 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 that was that was what hit me, and from then on, that was the focus of most of the things that I did. Certainly, all of my schooling, from elementary school all the way through, uh, was focused around. I'm going to work in the space program. Mm-hmm. And that's and wow. I just I never really wavered in that determination. And so when I finally got out of graduate school, I was offered a job here in Huntsville. Um, I it was a a defense job as a the resident astronomer for an orbital sensor because mm-hmm. obviously if you're doing defense you don't want to be shooting at a star because you'll be a long time figuring out whether or not you hit that sucker. Um, and, and so, you know, that from there, I, I transferred over into the civilian space aspect and I started, uh, I started working as a payload flight controller for shuttle and then later for station. So I did have a friend on board Columbia when it went down. So the, the, the tragedies have, have hit me personally. Um, but you know, at a certain point, you have to stop and you have to say, is it worth it? Is what we're doing, is what we're attempting to achieve worth it? And for me, the answer is yes. Uh, I was, had I not had the medical conditions, I was perfectly willing uh, to go up even after the, the Challenger disaster. That's the one that blew up shortly after launch. Uh, I was perfectly willing to, yeah. to go ahead and go up. Uh, because for me, yes, wow. it is worth it. It's that important. Wow. 
you, you know, you know, just listening to everything that you said, you know, it's pretty amazing how you kind of already knew what you wanted to do, what you wanted to be from when, from you know, as little as a child. I mean, for a lot of people, you know, we have an idea of what we want to do, or maybe don't even have an idea, and sometimes we kind of fall off the track or we find ourselves, you know, somewhere else and we just are not live today. But it's amazing that you just kind of knew you wanted to do this and everything that you studied from going to elementary school to going to college and university just kind of took you right towards that, um, you know, that direction. So it's really amazing to see that you're really focused on what you wanted. Now, um, you know, you did share that journey with us, but what exactly did you enjoy the most about, you know, just about, you know, that whole, your, you know, your career really as, um, as a scientist? Well, what, what did you enjoy the most about it? Well, you know, I, I fully recognize that, that I have been blessed. It's not very many people that know what they want to do that early on in their lives, let alone are given the opportunity to achieve it. So I I, I totally mm-hmm. understand that I'm unique in that respect and that I have been very, very greatly blessed. Um <clears throat> I think my favorite my favorite thing was actually uh working console during an active mission. Um it it, it was oh, wow. it was so so fascinating because I worked in payload operations, so I was working with the mm-hmm. the experiments and the scientists that wanted to conduct the experiments, and I got a chance to see things that, you know, live going on right there in front of the human eyes have never seen before on many, mm. many different, you know, levels and in many different occasions, and I think that was mm. probably my my favorite part of, of the entire job was was knowing that on any on any given shift where I was where I was working I could be seeing something some absolutely amazing new discovery and I never knew mm. when it was going to happen. Mm. Wow, totally totally amazing. Okay, you know what Stephanie? How about we take let's take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Okay. You're listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. You're listening to the Naked Talk. It's so uncensored. She keeps it real. She keeps it straight. She tells it like it is no matter who's afraid to bear. <laughs> You're listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. Autographed copy of The Naked Experience by Alex Okoroji from Timid Girl to Confident Woman. It will make you laugh, it will make you cry, it will make you cuss, but most of all, it will be a great resource for you and your loved ones. 
Log on to www.alexokorji.net to reserve your copy and win two VIP tickets to the book tour in MASH. Okay, we're back. Um, if you're just tuning in, well, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. And yes, my name is Alex, and I am broadcasting live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, the heart of Africa. And just before we went um, on back to Master Break, I was, you know, I've been talking to my very special guest, um, Stephanie Austin, live all the way from, you know, Alabama. And she's been sharing so much, um, you know, just about her, her journey, you know, um, into um, space programming and, you know, and all of that, and just sharing her experience as a rocket scientist and what that really was like. Um, and don't forget, guys, you can be part of this conversation if you want to call in. Don't forget the number to call is plus one two one five three eight three three seven six six. Don't forget the number to call is plus one two one five three eight three three seven six six. If you're calling from outside the U.S., if you're calling from within the U.S., make sure to dial in as a local number. Call as a local number. Call two one five three eight three three seven six six, or use your Skype. Use the live Skype button on the player. Um, yes, dial in through Skype, or of course you can use the live in studio chat room and leave me a message. Or don't forget to tweet at Alex Approaching with hashtag the Naked Talk, and of course your contributions will be read on the show and your questions, you know, for the show. So don't forget you have, uh, you can join this um, conversation. So, um, hi Stephanie, hi. Hi. Welcome back. Okay, you know, just before we went um, on that break, I mean, you had been sharing um, what you loved, you know, um, about your experience as um, a rocket scientist. But, you know, you know, we talked about the good part. But let me ask you this, still: What did you like the list, you know, about the job? What did you like the list about, you know, being a part of? Well, to be honest, um, you know, it it's it's, uh, NASA is a government entity. Consequently, whenever you have government entities, you're going to have politics. And frankly, <laughs> I despise politics. I am so, and the reason is because I'm not good at it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't, uh, I, I don't really play politics. I don't, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm a wisey-wig person. What you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, it, mm-hmm. I am. That's just me. I don't play games. I don't try to suck up. I don't try to, you know, cut mm-hmm. somebody out or whatever. It's, it's, it's. I just don't do that. I don't think that way. Mm-hmm. And but some mm-hmm. people do. And you know, if mm-hmm. that's the way, sure. if that's the way you work, fine. There's really nothing wrong with it. It's just that I'm no good at it. <laughs> so that was that was the part mm-hmm. that I hated the most. Is I just I wasn't any good at it, and and a government entity is going to be full of it. So. Okay. Now I know that you you know you retired, and you did sort of mention um, you know a tragic situation that happened. Um, you know, I think with a friend of yours or a colleague of yours, and uh, but you know, um, I know that you also mentioned a little bit about that. I don't know, you know, you, that that was. There's a bit of that in one of your books, you know, I'm not really sure. But um, what exactly, you know, what was the transition like, um, you having to shift from, you know, just being, um, having a career, 
of life, uh, you know, the space program and Renata and all of that, to now becoming a writer? Well, um, I've always enjoyed writing. Uh, I all the way back to to that elementary school stuff. Um, I remember writing uh, in elementary school. I wrote a play, and it was it was science mm-hmm. fiction. It was extra. It was horribly derivative. Looking back on it, but it evidently showed <laughs> enough promise that my teacher let me cast it and produce it for the class. And I've been writing ever oh, since. Wow. And somewhere along the way, I got the notion that you know, maybe I could try to write a book. And Mm. so they say, write what you know. And so I said, well, I'll write a book about the Mm -hmm. space program. And I so I I wrote a book about a space shuttle disaster. The book was called Burnout, the Mystery of Space Shuttle STS-281. And the concept there was that the book opened up with a a space shuttle disaster, the shuttle uh, having been sabotaged, breaks up during reentry, uh, breaks up over Texas. Um, and so I had yeah. I finally finished the rough draft. It took a long time to write because, you know, I was I was writing it while I was still in the business. So, you know, it was very hard to write because I'd have to put it away and step back and get some distance because I was working in my day job to do exactly the opposite, which was prevent something like this from happening. Um, but I finally got the, the first draft finished, and I sent it to my writing mentor, and he was going to help me. He was going to read it and help me polish it and see if he couldn't help me to get it published. Okay. And mm. while he had it, uh, the Columbia disaster occurred. And uh the astronaut from India that was aboard, uh, she and I were friends. I had helped train her for her very first shuttle mission that flew back in 1990. And, uh, wow. I, I just, I was just devastated. Uh, she and I had kept in touch after after that that first mission, and so whenever I was in Houston, if I had a few minutes, I'd pop over to the astronaut office and look her up, and we'd sit down and have a cup of coffee and catch up, assuming that she wasn't off on training of her own. Um, and so uh, my my writing mentor, Travis Taylor. Um, who is a New York Times bestselling author in his own right, um, he he basically had to talk me out of trashing the, the manuscript uh, because basically I predicted pretty much every every major aspect of my orbital inclination to the uh mm-hmm. in the incoming trajectory the 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 overflown mm-hmm. states the 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 region of breakup the debris field the intended approach to the to mm-hmm. cape kennedy all of that i i nailed it and um wow i it, the only difference between what happened in reality and what happened in my book was that my book was sabotage consequently the debris field extended off the coast of texas into the Gulf of Mexico a little bit in my book, and it, that wasn't the case in in real life. But those those were the only, that was the only difference. And so wow. you know, I don't care how hard how logical a person you are, there's a little voice in the back of your head someplace that says you wrote mm-hmm. it so it happened. Mm-hmm. And so when it happens, and there's a friend of yours on board. Um, it 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 messed with my head something awful, 
I put, I, he convinced me not to trash it. I didn't. I But I had to put it aside. I gave it a good six months or so just to kind of work my way through the emotions and the grief and and the the misplaced guilt because like I said the voice in the back of your head says it happened because you wrote it um and I finally I I finally got to a point where I thought well if I'm going to do this let's go ahead and do it so I downloaded by this point the accident investigation board starting to put out their reports so I started downloading and reading them because I figured, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. Uh, I'm going to make sure all the details are correct. Well, in the end, I didn't have to change anything. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was – it makes you feel really weird, I tell you. But um, we got – I got it finished. I got it polished. Uh, Travis helped me uh, find a publisher for it. And um, – it when burnout came out it uh it created a, a quite a few waves and it was very well received and it was an ebook bestseller and uh, there's been there's been some uh there's been some some interest out of hollywood and i also got a call uh shortly thereafter about 6 or 8 months after it was released i got a call from india it turned wow. out that uh, Casey, we called her Casey. Um, uh, Casey was was a national hero there, and uh, Kalpana wow. was. They were do. They were busy on a uh, biography uh, film, and the yeah. guy wanted to interview me uh, for information on what she was really like. And you know yeah. that was that was kind of it was kind of interesting. Um, it was it was painful and it was it was happy sad if you know what I'm trying to say. Yes, I know. It was a, a bittersweet sort of experience. Exactly, exactly. I can, so I can you know, it, that. so it's it's been an interesting it it was an interesting journey getting from rocket scientist to author. Uh, it could have been a little bit smoother, in my opinion, but you know, there it is. So, you know, but I, I, I would, you know, I think that you know, a lot of people right now looking from the outside or listening from the outside would probably do anything or trade, you know, to leave the world, you know, experience what is it, what it is like. To be, you know, in that world of, you know, you know, I remember when I stumbled on you, I was totally blown away because I was like, okay, I don't know for real rocket scientists. <laughs> That's you know, for one, and you know, there are lots of people who watch Star Wars and all of the science fiction movies and all of that, and to know that there's one person who kind of pretty is kind of close to knows pretty much what happens in those kind of gatherings or you know, in that. Um, in that domain, really, um, it can be very, you know, exciting. So, but you know what, Stephanie? How about let's take a quick, let's take a quick musical break. I feel like we need a little bit of music, especially talking, you know, right after talking about this. So, uh, this is "Save the City" uh, by British singer, rock singer Romeo Crow. Uh, Romeo Crow was a guest on this show sometime last year in July, and he was also part of our first anniversary special. Um, so, this is Romeo Crow, "Save the City." Uh, it's yours. Mm-hmm. 
judge this city Well maybe there's been some wrong tonight All of these lights Hiding sin Shades are drawn No one's left me challenging 
book that you have written and why? Oh, um, you know, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I, I've, Probably in terms of just the sheer amount of research, mm-hmm. most challenging, it depends on how you define challenging, okay? If you define challenging mm-hmm. as emotionally challenging, then burnout was extremely difficult. And mm-hmm. I'm actually working on the sequel, mm-hmm. and I have been for several years, and it's very, very emotionally difficult. Um, in terms of research, probably my Displaced Detective series has been the most challenging in that regard because I'm constantly having to go find something and 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 you know what 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 did they call this in the Victorian era? Did they even have this in the Victorian era? Um and then and then there's um there's another series that I have worked in called the Cresperian Saga. And the Cresperian Saga is actually a shared universe. And there's been uh currently there's been four different authors uh working on that one. And so the the yeah. first book was written by two two other authors and then mm-hmm. um the second book one of those authors bowed out and then the third book the other author bowed out and so I was left mostly writing it by myself and I yeah. discovered that they hadn't kept notes on the alien technology. So suddenly here I am writing this book and having to develop more technology, and I don't know how the original technology is supposed to have worked. And so now I've got to figure out, I've got to brainstorm and figure out how it must have worked so that I can then make some logical sense out of extrapolating it to, you know, bigger death rays or whatever, you know. So that one was kind of interesting. <laughs> so yeah, it, it depends oh, on your man. definition of challenge. You know, I mean, I want to, you know, challenge from your own perspective. And you did share, you know, different, um, you know, scenarios in terms of emotional, you know, you, you did say that burnout was emotionally challenging. And, you know, these other books were challenging in the sense of, you know, trying to do research. So that, that totally makes a lot of sense. And, you know, for every writer, um, they have, uh, you know, for me, I, I, I'm totally trying to wrap my mind around it because science fiction, I'm not, you know, I have to admit that I don't know so much about, you know, you know any of the things. And so it's really, you know, I can see, I can imagine the amount of work that goes to, you know, doing research and, you know, creating a template for all of these amazing stories that have come out to be bestsellers. And, you know, it just totally blows my mind. And I, I can imagine that my listeners, too, are totally in awe um, just of the amount of work that, you, you know, you've done and you are still doing um, as an author. Now, let me ask you, I, I know that, again, that, you know, reading is very important to a lot of writers. Um, we like to read books by other people and just be in touch with what's going on. Let me ask you, are there any particular authors in your genre, you know, that have kind of caught your attention? And, you know, can you think of any books that you've read in, you know, the sci-fi mystery genre that has, you know, caught your attention and and why, really? Oh, well, um, I guess uh, my my Displaced Detective series is uh, a series about Sherlock Holmes. Uh, it's been described as Sherlock Holmes mm. meets the X-Files because I yank him from an alternate <laughs> reality's Victorian era and dump him down into the modern day. 
So I'm a, I'm a huge Sherlock Holmes fan. Uh, so I guess my my mm. first uh, first on the list would have to be uh, Arthur Conan Doyle, who of course created Sherlock Holmes. Uh, but you know I, I've I've really uh, those are the two genres that I grew up on. You know, grew up reading was was uh, science fiction and mystery. So I've read Doyle. I've read Agatha Christie. Um, you know, I've read. Um, uh, oh, geez, um, Ray Bradbury is one of my favorite science fiction authors. Uh, Jerry Purnell and Larry Niven. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Isaac Asimov. You, you get the idea. The, the the guys that really knew and know what they're talking about uh, tended to write fairly what's known as hard science fiction, which means that it's. Um, it is extrapolated from actual science. You know, Star Wars, I love mm. Star Wars, don't get me wrong, okay, but Star Wars is uh, what's known as space opera uh, because you've got stuff going on in there that's really more fantasy than it is based on science, you know? Yeah. So, um, okay. you know, like, like having the Millennium Falcon flying through atmosphere when it's nowhere close to uh, aerodynamic. You know, stuff like that. Um, so, I, which, which I, I love stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of the stuff that I tended to prefer when I was uh, when I was growing up and, and doing the majority of my reading uh, tended to be the hard science fiction, the stuff that that was actually extrapolated from actual science of the day. Now, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. some of it has been proven wrong in the decades since. Mm-hmm. But they did they mm-hmm. you do the best you can. You know, you realize that somebody's mm-hmm. gonna come up with some discovery that's gonna invalidate your whole premise but you just mm-hmm. you go with it. You gotta you gotta trust your gut and go with it. That makes that that totally just you know makes a lot of sense right now. Now I, I know that as a writer, you know, different writers have different ways that they prepare um, for you know a new project. Um, what are, what are the steps that you take? I mean, what what's your writing preparation like? Do you have any strange writing habits? <laughs> you know, uh, any well, things you do. My my, uh, I it cannot be it cannot be quiet. I have to have some sort of background <laughs> noise, but it has oh, wow. to be something that's not going to suck me into it. If I make the mistake of putting mm. on, you know, my favorite my favorite rock star album or whatever, I'm not going to be writing. I'm going to be singing along with the lyrics. You know, exactly. <laughs> so you know, it has to be it has to be white noise or. Just I'll ter- turn on a talk show or the Weather Channel or something, put it on in the background real low, or I'll put on instrumental music. I love listening to good instrumental music uh, because that seems to help fire the the creative process for me. Uh, but absolutely no lyrics under any circumstances can it have li- can it have lyrics. Um, I don't actually work in an office. Uh, I actually have a, a laptop. A lap desk and my recliner. This is where I work. Mm. I keep a bottle of water mm. uh, next to me so that I've got you know something to, to be sipping on, and uh, and I mm-hmm. lose myself in the world that I'm writing in. Um, I don't mm. when I'm getting when I'm first starting a story. I don't really um, 
I'm not sure that my technique is exactly like other people's. But what winds mm-hmm. up happening is that I will I will try to come up with the characters and I will try to come up with the basic scenario and conflict. Um and and if I can do that, and if I can envision one of the major uh, climaxes, if not the major climax of the story, then I'm a good way along towards being able to sit down and write it. But there's an awful lot that goes on in my head before ever I sit down to write a word. I have to know what the conflict is. I have to know, you know, what they're fighting for. I have to know who the protagonist is. I have to know who or what mm-hmm. the antagonist is. And believe it or not, I usually sure. have to come up with a title first. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Oh, wow. I, that, most people, that's the last thing they come up with, but I have that's to have the title yeah. before I can sit down and write. Because to me, the title oh, wow. tells me what I'm what I'm going for, you know. Um, mm. So, So those are the things that I have to work out in my head before I can ever set the first word to page. And from what I gather, a lot of writers are not like that, but I am. So sometimes it's it's, uh, and that's sometimes why it's difficult. <laughs> no, but that's why you know that's why you're. Um, and that's why you're this you know totally mysterious woman, isn't that why? But you know, I can totally relate to what you said about music. You know, because that that for me, no, I don't know that I can write with all that. Maybe with instrumentals, like you're, you're probably, I probably could write with instrumentals, but not lyrics. I can't even sleep with music because I realize I start singing in my sleep. Like I'm still listening all the songs and all the lyrics, so um, that doesn't work for me. But it's it's amazing to know that you actually pick the title of your book first before even setting to write a word. That's very different. That's very weird. Um, and that's all he has um, a bit of my attention. You know what? You know what, um, um, Stephanie? How about we let's take let, let's take let's take another break, um, and we'll be back. Now this song is Indigo, and this is another British. I don't know why the British people have <laughs> they have tonight, don't they? So this is another British artist, uh, pop rock artist. Um, in, uh, this is Michael Kilby, and this is Indigo. Um, he was also a guest on this show, I think, sometime last year in August. Um, so yes, this is Indigo by Michael Kilbey. We'll be back. Question the law 
that was Indigo by Michael Kilbeck. Yes, British singer-songwriter Michael Kilbeck. And he was a guest on the show, um, you know, in August 2015. And it was just really nice to, you know, listen, you know, get a little bit of Indigo, um, you know, right here on the show. So, guys, if you're just tuning in, well, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Akurzi. And it's, you know, been an amazing conversation with my guest, Stephanie Austin. Yes, uh, rocket scientist and novelist, prolific novelist, Stephanie Osmond, live all the way from the U.S. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Alex. Uh, would you have been able to write you know, something like that in the background? <laughs> I'm just curious. Could, could you repeat that last? I did, it didn't come across. Oh, I said that, would you, you know, I just made a joke. I was like, would you have been able to write with a song like that to the background? That oh, no. Absolutely. No, no. I kept, I kept find my, kept finding myself trying to sing along, and I'd not heard the song before, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. The song kind of grew me, too. Okay, but you know what? You know, we don't have so much time. You know, just before we wrap this up, uh, let me just ask, you know, just a little, a uh, uh, few more questions. Now, uh I know, were there, like, you know, can you think back, um, were there any skills, you know, that you acquired um, as a space programmer, right, or being part of the space program that has become very useful to you now as an author? Um, well, I think the biggest thing is uh, is the research. I I learned okay. how to to research a given topic and do so online and quickly and, and uh to mm-hmm. to pull out the exactly the sort of information that I needed in the uh, least amount of time possible and that's actually proved mm-hmm. quite helpful in writing because the nature of of the types of books that I write requires that I have all mm-hmm. of this information to hand so uh it it's been quite mm-hmm. a nice skill and the fact the the contacts that I made, the people that I met, the people that I got to know, uh, and that I'm still in contact mm-hmm. with, that's that's an amazing resource in itself. I can go to somebody and say, "What sure. are they using for this thing right now up on station?" Which I've mm-hmm. actually been doing for a story that I'm working on right mm-hmm. now. Uh, and and mm-hmm. they can come back and they can tell me, "Oh, they're they're using this, and they're calling it this." So then I can make mm-hmm. sure that my terminology is up to date and accurate. Oh, exactly, so, exactly. Um, can you hear me? Are you there? I'm here. Hello, Stephanie. Okay. Hello. Okay. I, I lost you for Hello? a bit. I couldn't. Oh. I, I. Hi. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay, great. Because I kind of lost you for a little bit, but I said yes. You know, um, having contacts and having network and having people um, is is pretty much an amazing resource to have. Really, you know, just knowing that you can always you have um, friendships that you build and people that you you know you're still in contact with that you can always you know um, connect with to be up to date and you know in terms of your research as regards to the books that you're working on. So that makes quite a lot of sense. But um, I know that you're probably working on something right now. Uh, what exactly are you working on now? Is this another well, mystery or science fiction? I've, I've got two, two things that I'm working on right now. Um, I just put out the, okay. uh, the first book in the Gentleman Aegis series, 
which is uh, my version of Sherlock Holmes in his original timeline, and that's called Sherlock Holmes and the Mummy's okay. Curse. But I'm working on uh, mm-hmm. book six of the Displaced Detective series. It's uh, called Fear in the French Quarter. It's set in New Orleans. Uh, it's kind of my version wow. of the Hound of the Baskervilles. So it's it's Sherlock Holmes uh, dealing with a modern-day haunting in New Orleans. Uh, but mm. I'm also working mm. on a, a short story. Uh, I got... Uh, I got invited to participate in an anthology uh, by uh, uh, author scientists. So all of the stories are based on are hard science fiction uh, written by authors who are also scientists in their own right. Uh, and the short story I'm working on is, is, again, a science fiction mystery, and it's called Sticks and Stones. So I'm almost finished with that. I hope to be able to turn it in this week. Oh wow, wow! And I'm sure that a lot of people, you know, would you know, are looking forward to hearing. You know, absolutely. You've just got me sucked in right now because you know, before now, I'm not really sure. I mean, I did read. I I used to be. Um, I mean, I was I was a fan of Sherlock Holmes. I I used to read books by Agatha Christie. She was kind of like my favorite mystery, you know, writer. Um, but you know, it's nice to have this conversation with you and get into how, like you said, that's something that I noted is that you like the realistic scientific part of, um, I think, you know, of, of of creating this work as opposed to it just being, I mean, a lot of people have more of a fiction than the science, and there seems to be a lot more science, you know, in your part, you know, in your work than the fiction, if, if I'm correct. Uh, well, I think you are, uh, but at the same time, I'm, I try very hard not to um, to overdo it, you know. I I'm a scientist. Mm-hmm. I you can talk the technical mm-hmm. stuff with me, and I'll understand. But I don't assume mm-hmm. my readers do. So I try of to be course. subtle, of and course. you know, I may be I may do hours mm-hmm. worth of research in order to write a single sentence mm-hmm. that is <laughs> good enough that my readers who have never even heard of something like M theory can mm-hmm. understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So I, I try very very mm-hmm. hard. So don't don't and think that, 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 that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, so we don't get bored. bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but don't think that just because I'm this this rocket scientist that something I write it, you won't understand it. You will. That's my whole mm-hmm. focus is making sure that mm-hmm. anybody can understand it. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay, so um, you know, just before we wrap it up, and we've been talking for you know for quite a while, um, are there any lessons that you think the listeners, you know, my listeners can learn um, about dealing with mystery from any of your characters? Can you think of one character in any of your books, in any of your novels, that you think the listeners can actually, you know, learn something about dealing with mystery from? Oh, geez, uh, probably my Sherlock Holmes character. One of the things that he has to okay. learn is that he uh, mm-hmm. he can always grow. Uh, just because he is good at what he does uh, in the Victorian era doesn't mean when he gets dumped into the 21st century, he has a clue what's going on. And sometimes mm. uh, you have to lean on somebody else for some help, you know? Mm. So, uh, you know, I, mm. I think there's some things there that, that people would uh, could relate to. Okay, thank you so much, Stephanie. But, you know, just before we let you go, 
where can where can the listeners find you? And what's the easiest way to you know connect with you and you know get across to your books and you know where can they find you or your work? Well, you can you can find me on Amazon certainly. I think for for an mm-hmm. international audience, uh, Amazon mm-hmm. is probably the best place to go. You can look uh, on my website www.stephanie-osborne.com, uh, and I'll have purchase mm-hmm. links for each one of my titles there. Uh, and I'll also have information mm-hmm. on upcoming appearances and, you know, where you might see me or talk to me. So uh, that's those are probably your two best bets. Wow. And if they wanted to connect with you on social media, where do you hang out on social media? If people wanted to just chat with you about your books and all. I mostly hang out on Facebook, actually. I do. Uh, I okay. am occasionally found on Twitter and Google+. Plus. But mostly Facebook. Okay. On Facebook. Okay, great, great. Thank you so much, Stephanie. It's been an amazing, um, you know, it's been really a pleasure talking to you and learning so much more about you and your books and your work and your thoughts and, you know, just your experience. Well, thank you very much for having me, Alex. It's been It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And I would love to invite you again, you know, back sometime. You know, we never know. Sometime, you know, towards the end of the year, we can have a group conversation about a lot of fun, so it would be nice to invite you back on the show. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Okay, guys. Well, um, you know, that was a, a really amazing conversation with my very special guest, Stephanie Austin, live all the way from Alabama in the U.S., and it's uh um, yeah, it was a pretty really, pretty interesting conversation. I got to learn quite a bit, you know, things I never knew before. And um, it'll be nice, you know, to just get a, make sure to go to her website. You can go to www.stephanie.com. Or you can connect with her on Facebook or if you're on Twitter or Google+. And, of course, you'll be able to just get across to Stephanie. And, you know, get a copy of her book. Find her on Amazon. She's on Amazon. So you can find her on Amazon and find her books. She's got 20, over 20 books. Believe me, amazing books. I went to her website, and I was, like, totally confused. I'm not, I wasn't really sure which one to get, but I'm definitely going to be looking out for the um, for the new series, yes, the Sherlock Holmes and all the others. So make sure to, to, you know, to just go out and look for her books and connect with her. Now, if you know anyone who missed this conversation, there's so much to take away and so much to learn. Um, if you know anyone who missed the conversation, don't forget to share Share, 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 and, of course, leave a review. If you hang out on iTunes or you're on Stitcher, don't forget to leave a comment. Send us emails. Let us know what you think. And, oh, God, I forgot to say thank you so much to all your amazing talk bugs. You guys send me emails and you totally blow up my email work. Um, I try to reply as much as I can. Um, it gets really tedious, but I just wanted to let you guys know that I get them. I receive them, I appreciate them, and I love you. Now, don't forget, expression is a sign of strength, not weakness. We do not apologize for being who we really are because we don't need to. So so we'll come back same time on Friday Radio Special. I've got a very, very amazing guest on Friday, and it'll be great to talk. And yeah, let's talk some fitness. You know, we've been talking about, we have great, diverse conversations with amazing influences from around the world, and I can't wait to come back here on Friday Radio Special with another special guest, and we can have a great conversation. So till, till, we, till we talk again, till we talk again on Friday Radio Special, 
Don't forget, I love you for listening. Ciao. Talk with Alex Okorochi.